Another episode of Barbershop Sports Talk on this Saturday afternoon with me, your host, Daryl Lane, as always. Whether you're listening via SoundCloud, the LM Radio Network, or the Columbia, South Carolina radio app, we want to thank you for making this show and me part of your day. I'm going to have Brady Kyle, an old friend. You should go to summer camp with him. I'm going to talk to them a lot about the NBA, a lot of NBA with Brady. Can't wait for that. The NFL draft was this Thursday, and I got opinions on that. And that is where we are going to start because at, at the Bills dra- I'm a Bills fan. It's no secret. I'm from Buffalo, Amherst to be specific. Big Buffalo Bills fan. What in God's name are they doing drafting Josh Allen? Like, why? And it's funny because first I want to start with this. Everybody knows when we talk about potential, right? And it's like, oh, he has potential, she has potential. But you know what potential is really a code word for? You haven't done anything yet. That's what potential is. I've had so many. I have a really good friend of mine that always keeps telling me, yo, Daryl, I could have played D1. Trust me, I could have played D1. I had the potential if I just kept my head straight. I'm like, no, bro. You were a backup at Amherst and our team never won a game. You were not D1 caliber. You might have potential at all. And this kid, by the way, this kid was great in the weight room. He was squatting like 400 pounds. He was benching like 250, 230. And when he got on the field, it didn't translate. It just didn't. You know that person out at the gym? Well, you're at the YMCA, LA Fitness, your local gym, right? You see him and they're like, they're jacked. That guy is jacked. Strong. Can bench press like 400 pounds. Can squat 500. He's deadlifting like a thousand. Hang cleaning like 315. The person's in great shape, great cardio. Plus, they're a really nice guy. They're a really nice person. You like them. And then you see that person on the field Friday, whether it's high school football or Saturday, if it's college football, or maybe it so happens that the person's in the NFL. Sunday football. You realize that person can't play a lick. 
a lick. Now, I don't want to condemn Josh Allen. I want to give this guy a chance. I honestly do. But let me start off by saying this. Josh Allen will not be better than Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, or Lamar Jackson. Hell, I'm not even sure if he's going to be better than Mason Rudolph. First things first, he is not Cam Newton. I know people want to make the comparisons because he's a big, strong quarterback. And Cam Newton was a big, strong quarterback. Sean McDermott, the Buffalo Bills head coach, he comes under the Ron Rivera coaching tree. And Ron Rivera got Cam Newton. So there's a little bit of a correlation there. Let, let me put this out there, folks. Josh Allen ain't Cam Newton. Cam Newton won a national championship. He tore up the SEC. At the time, the toughest conference in college football by far. He lit up Alabama, Nick Saban's defense that has first-round picks littered all over it. And Josh Allen was struggling playing in a non-Power 5 conference. Non-Power 5. It wasn't the SEC, the Big 10, the Big 12, the ACC, or the Pac-12. wasn't any of them. Not a Power 5 conference, and he struggled. So let me ask you this now. What has Josh Allen done to justify being a first-round pick, being drafted seventh overall? What has he done to justify? He's not accurate. Only completed 57, 56% of his passes. And he wasn't that, and he was even less accurate against even more subpar competition. He had a game where he was struggling to throw for 37% against teams like Oregon, Hawaii. He struggled against Michigan, Central Michigan. These are all lower-tier Division I teams. He was drafted solely on potential. He has a rocket arm. He's a big guy. And he looks like the pro prototypical pocket quarterback. I was talking to my friend Mason. He's like, Darrell, why aren't you excited that they got Josh Allen? He's big. And I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? He's big. I want to, I want somebody that can play. Either he's like, Darrell, he didn't have any talent at Wyoming. Well, you want to know what? When you are the best athlete on the field, let's go with this. You, he was the best athlete on the field every game he played. And he struggled in a subpar conference. You think he's just going to magically get better against people that are just as lighter, just as big, just as strong, just as powerful as him when he's in the NFL? When he couldn't do it against people from Hawaii? You think he's going to be able to do it from people in Jacksonville? If he can't complete... 50% of his passes against Oregon. What makes you think he's going to be able to throw a touchdown on Jalen Ramsey? What makes you think that? Let's look at Josh Allen's stats. 56.3% of his passes completed. That's 95th in the country. 127.8 passer rating. 82nd in the country. 6.7 yards per attempt. 93rd in the country. How does that justify a quarterback being drafted in the first round. Statistically, he was like the 90th best quarterback in, in college football. What about that Screams franchise quarterback? His numbers are mediocre. 
and he played in a bad conference just to top it off. Josh Allen only dominated three games, three games where he played exceptionally well. A game against Gardner-Webb, who had a 1-10 record. A game against Utah State, who had a 6-7 record. And a game against Air Force, who had a 5-7 record. Those are all pitiful teams that he dominated. Pitiful teams. Talking to somebody else, uh, Brian Fulford, a kid I used to play football with back in high school. I was like, what's the big deal about Josh? I was like, his name's Josh Allen. He has two first names. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess I can't dispute that. I guess I can't dispute that he has two, that he has two first names. Josh Allen. That's still right now the only thing the man has going for him. Having a big arm is overrated in the NFL. Tom Brady, does he have a big arm? The greatest quarterback ever. Five Super Bowl rings. No, Tom Brady doesn't have a big arm, a huge arm. Jared Goff, the quarterback that's probably shown the most improvement from last year to this year. Jared Goff doesn't really have a big arm. Kirk Cousins, the highest quarterback paid ever. Does Kirk Cousins have a big arm? No. Matt Ryan, the MVP last year. Does Matt Ryan have a huge arm? No. Drew Brees, one of the most prolific quarterbacks of this era. One of the most prolific quarterbacks ever. Does he have a huge arm? No. Peyton Manning. One of the greatest statistical quarterbacks ever. Five regular season MVPs just dominate the game. Does Peyton Manning have a big arm? I don't think so. There is credence. The people that support Josh Allen that might say he didn't have the greatest talent that way, which he didn't. I think he lost his starting center and he lost his top three receivers to the NFL going from his junior to his senior year. I mean, his sophomore for his junior, excuse me. But... When he's in Buffalo, he's not going to have this great surplus of offensive talent. The offensive line is in shambles. Richie Incognito, one of our best, one of the Buffalo Bills' best offensive linemen, is contemplating retirement, not retiring. You don't know if he's going to be in the fold. Then you have Eric Wood, who's been a mainstay for the last decade, who's retiring. They trade a Cordy Glenn to get a first-round pick from the Cincinnati Bengals. This offensive, the Buffalo Bills' offensive line is coming into shambles coming into this year. I can make an argument. Their best receiver is LaShawn McCoy. Calvin Benjamin, their number one receiver right now, can't separate. He can't separate. And he can't get down the field. He's not great at getting down the field, which is what you would want for Josh Allen being this big pocket quarterback to throw up 40, 50 yards down the field. The Buffalo Bills just drafted a quarterback that won't, that cannot step foot on the field for two years minimum. Two years minimum. He will, should not step on the field. There's no way you can pit this person on the field. Because if you pit Josh Allen on the field, you want to know what's going to happen. Things are going to be flying too fast for him. He's going to get embarrassed. Remember when David Carr for the Houston got drafted number one overall by Houston? And he played? He got destroyed and it ruined his confidence. RG3 plays. He gets hurt. It ruins his confidence. Andrew Luck, as great as he was, as much as people said he was the best quarterback prospect ever since John Elway. His offensive line in Indianapolis has been in shambles. He's just punch drunk. And we're wondering if he'll be ever be the same Andrew Luck again. He's not ready to play. And for people that want to compare him to Matthew Stafford, because Matthew Stafford cleaned about 55, 56% of his passes, just like Josh Allen. Matthew Stafford did that in the SEC. Let me say one more time, the Southeastern Conference, one of the greatest conferences, the best conference at the time in college football, still arguably the greatest conference now. 
Josh Allen, God bless him. My Uncle David, I was talking to him on Thursday night. He said, Daryl, trust the process. Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, they have gotten the Buffalo Bills to a point where they've been at 17 years of bleeding. Got us our first playoff, our first playoff berth. But you want to know what? That does not mean they are uh, benign for my criticism. <laughs> it does not mean that. Listen. As much as I'm thankful Sean McDermott at them, they got us to the playoffs. They didn't win a playoff game. The Buffalo Bills didn't win a playoff game. You want to know what? We questioned Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick has five Lombardis. And we questioned Bill Belichick. So, yes, I will question Sean McDermott until he starts bringing some hardware into Buffalo. Then I will not question Sean McDermott. But I'm not gonna. You're not gonna be absent from my criticism just because you went to the playoffs and lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the wild card round. It's not how it works. Okay. Coming up next on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're gonna have Brady Kyle with us. We're gonna talk a lot about the NBA playoffs. Coming up next on Barbershop Sports Talk. back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have a very special guest, Brady Kyle, with us. How are you doing, Brady? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Now, I used to go to the YMCA summer camp with Brady like eight years ago. And uh, yeah, and we had the sports camp. Yes, the sports camp. And 10 years later, it's still very easy to see why he's talking about him and not playing. Oh, that was that was a shot. I am a collegiate wrestler. He is a collegiate wrestler. That's very true. And I'm not a collegiate anything. I was a pretty good football player in high school, too. Made All-State. No, that was a joke. I didn't make All-State. Okay. The Cleveland Cavaliers have really been an awful basketball team the whole year, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, they go from Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and a couple other people, I don't even care who they are, to now with this iteration with Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., everybody's like, oh, the Cavs are youthful. They're young. When After the trade deadline, you know, all the Cleveland fans who go to school here were coming, oh, we're so much better, we can compete with the Warriors. And I just started laughing because, honestly, I thought that trade, I don't think it made them any better. I think it might have put put them in a worse position than they were previously. They will get swept by if they make it out the, yes. the East. They, they will get swept. They will get swept. They would get swept by the Rockets. They will or, get swept by the Warriors. Honestly, a Pelican series with them, I could see the Pelicans beating them at this point. If, if, if Drew Holiday and Rondo are playing like that. If the Cleveland Cavaliers were, were in the West, could they beat Utah? Yes. I think so. But you want to know what? I think OKC would, be, would beat the Cavs if they made it out of the, out of the West. Not, I'm not so sure about Utah. There, there, there you go. OKC is the fourth seed in the Western Conference, and they're about to lose. What do you think's gone wrong with the Cavaliers? Why don't you think, do, well, do you think they can win the East? As much as I want to say no, I, there's something in the back of my head that just tells me not to count out LeBron. And I'm not, I'm not a big LeBron fan, but there's just something in the back of my head that tells me I don't see Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons walking into Cleveland and defeating LeBron, Kevin Love, and some other players on that team with a lot of playoff experience. I think it's going to get very real, and I don't know if they're going to be able... I don't think they'll be able to compete with Cleveland. I don't know if they'll be able to score with them. I think LeBron and the Cavs will really turn up the defensive intensity. 
I'm interested. I'm interested to see how big of a stage that will be for them. And I think if they get past, I think if they get past Philly, I think the Raptors are a bigger are a bigger challenge to them than the Sixers will be. What what defensive intensity are you talking about? They don't play defense. But LeBron's been known to turn it up when it matters. And LeBron I can, can turn it up. I'm worried about the, the the five other YMCA guys on the court. That's what it is. Watching the Cavs play basketball makes me wonder. You know, Daryl, you should have tried to play in the NBA. Because I, I, I could do what, what they're doing. They don't do anything. Tristan Thompson is focusing on other things besides basketball. I don't want to get into that. But, Jay, I, I mean, Tristan is obviously, you know, more focused on uh, procreating. Let me put it that way. Tristan's focused on that. JR. All you, power to him. <laughs> even though he's not, t- I don't know if he's taking care of his kids, but that's a whole other situation. He's got enough money to take care of him. Doesn't, doesn't do a lot of work yeah, on the court. Yeah. That is true. J.R. Smith. He might have got paid more yeah. millions than points he scored this year. J.R. Smith, you don't know where his head's at. Kyle Korver can't defend me. Kevin Love, then again, can't defend me. Larry Nance Jr. to me, he has no skill. And Jordan Clarkson does not care about playing a lick of defense. And Jose Calderon is what he is. You know what I think? I think for the, for a while everybody was like, the Cavs are building this team around LeBron. I don't think that this type of team is the team for LeBron. I, I don't think that this team is built around LeBron very well to be completely honest I think LeBron needs people who play defense I think he needs people to, other people to create and the Cavs tell me what other playmaker the Cavs have right now tell me they have none is it Jose Calderon is 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 is, <laughs> is, is he your second best playmaker really second best playmaker is LeBron LeBron and LeBron Jr. when he gets older those are the best playmakers LeBron the coach LeBron the GM and LeBron the player it's just how somebody who was criticized for signing a five-year, $100 million contract last year comes and has now really almost almost put his team up 3-0 against the Cavaliers. and it, Or 3-1, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But they came in, they took the first game in Cleveland. That's never happened to LeBron before. It's, it's in, in his whole career, it's never happened. Is this a big indictment on his legacy if he does not get out the East or even get out the beat the Pacers? This this is my thing with LeBron. I I'm not sure he will ever win another finals. I would agree with that. I there are very there are only a couple scenarios in which I see that happening. If he go if he can find a way to go to Houston and pair up with Chris Paul and James Harden next year, do I see I think I think that would be a battle. I think that's a six or seven game series with the Warriors, and that would be crazy. And what would make it even crazier is if another person, another veteran in the league saw that was willing to sign with less for the Warriors and make it even more competitive. But I think that if he doesn't make it out this year, because of the storylines that have gone on around the Cavaliers, I think that the fault won't necessarily be placed as much on him as it would have been in previous years. Because he's going to have the cop out, oh, my teammates, blah, blah, blah. Oh, LeBron was already checked out. He didn't want to stay in Cleveland. And I think that there are going to be excuses, and LeBron loves that. LeBron is... LeBron is the best player I've ever seen in any sport that feels the need to tell you how good he is and can, and repeatedly and repeatedly, repeatedly reiterate it and continuously justify what he does and all of this. When you got it, you know you got it. And, for, and LeBron has it, but he just acts like he doesn't. And for some reason, I, I find that very frustrating. It's one of my biggest issues with him. Don't tell me how great you are. Go out there and show it. And typically he has, and that's why I'm not counting the Cavs out of the playoffs this year yet. My biggest problem with LeBron James, and the reason if they do not get out of the Eastern Conference, what I think it will be is because I don't know why LeBron James allows Lance Stevenson to take him out the game for periods. I don't understand that. There were plays where... That's born ready, baby. 
Lance Stevenson can't check. LeBron. Born ready. Lance Stevenson cannot check. Born LeBron ready. James. Lance Stevenson is six five. LeBron James is six Lance eight Stevenson two six, six dead. Yeah, six, six five. Six five. Is he really? I I don't doubt. It. I just I always thought he was taller. Let's check that out. And LeBron James is six eight two sixty. Lance Stevenson should not be checking. See, and but but do you want to know why he's able to? It's so, because of. That mental flaw LeBron, LeBron has. lets him check him. LeBron checks him. LeBron lets him get into his head. Just the same way he lets the media get into his head. LeBron gets into his own head, worrying what other people think about him, which has been a constant throughout his career, and I think that's something that... I, if I was... I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not him. But if I was LeBron, I don't think I would have a care what anybody had to say about me. Now, before we get back on track, I just want to ask you this question. Okay. Now, Scotty, apparently you play basketball with Scotty, right? Yep. I know Scotty. Rec League... He's on my IM team too. Yeah. Who's better between you and Scotty? <laughs> wow. Um, Scotty's a much better shooter off the dribble, much better scoring guard. I'm more of a point forward. So in terms of scoring and shooting ability, Scotty, you know, maybe like the all around, some defense, some passing, probably me. So you're saying Scotty's a better scorer than you? Better shooter. A better shooter than you, but you're a better all around player. I think I have the ability to do more. So we're talking about ball handling. We're talking about facilitating. We're talking about defending. We're talking about getting into the hole. We're talking about mid-range, three-point, all of it. I I will say that Scotty is a better scorer than me. Yes, I, I think so. He's definitely a better shooter. He's, he's quicker. He can drive. But in terms of, like, passing and defense and all around, I, I can do a lot. So you're more. LeBron and he's mellow. I'm not going to call myself LeBron, but I... If we were just using that, you know, as a comparison, sort of, that people can understand. You're trying to get me to talk to my to talk myself into a corner. Either way I go, I'm taking a negative side for somebody. But you are so you are. Let's put it this way: you are a better overall player. Scotty's a better scorer. I've entered zero dark thirty mode for the playoffs, and I'm I'm not commenting anything like that. Okay, I'm I'm just asking now. Somebody else that probably should have entered zero dark thirty mode for the playoffs is Russell Westbrook. Uh, thank you. I've been waiting for this one. The Oklahoma City Thunder have underperformed too, like the Cavs. Even though we all thought coming into this year they could be, you know, as good as the Houston Rockets around. I think that's what, what people thought they could. They could be a challenge to the Golden State Warriors. It has not turned out. Melo just looks old. Paul George, like I told you during the break, I'm not a fan of. And Russell Westbrook is getting outplayed by Donovan Mitchell, who is a rookie. Where do you think this is going wrong? And Russell Westbrook, as the leader of this team, how much onus do we have to put on Russell Westbrook? So to start, I was so happy as soon as Melo got out of New York. I was so happy for him. I, I like Melo. He's such a fun player to watch. I thought this was going to turn out a lot different than it did, though. I thought Melo was going to come in, be completely different, be able to fit nicely into a role, Takes, take less shots, but still be still score efficiently without having the entire team focusing on him. He'd now be the third option. I thought he'd be able to take more advantage of that. I thought Russell Westbrook would now be able to take advantage of not being double teamed all the time. I thought, honestly, Paul George, in terms of expectations, has probably played the best of any of them. He's been the most consistent. He's, I think Paul George has been their best player this year. I don't think it's been Russell Westbrook. I don't think it has. And I think that Russell Westbrook is overrated. In general, I think he's a great player. I love the physical attributes, love the athleticism. He's so fun to watch. But in terms of efficiency, if you were to tell me I could pick 10 players, start start your franchise around them, you want to win, he's not in my top 10. 
over Russell Westbrook? That's a hot take, but he's not. I don't think he's top five. I've already told you that. I don't think he's top five, I'm, but top no, no, ten? No, listen, I'm, I'm not talking about top ten player in the NBA. I'm talking about as a GM, I want somebody to build around to win a championship. Well, he's 29 years old, 28 years old. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about age either. I'm, I'm, let's make it for just like this season. Let's say you have him for one season, right? I think I could tell you 10 players I'd rather have than him. Do you think with Russell Westbrook, why do you think he's in a position now where he could lose the Utah Jazz with Russell? Why do you think that is the case right now? I think it just comes down to a lack of team chemistry. And I think when that was him and KD, people were like, oh, you know, nobody's really willing to blame anybody. KD leaves. I mean, KD's always been the top two. Well, not always, but he's been the top two player in the league for the last five, five years or so. So everybody knew what KD was about. But he upped his game. Oladipo left last year. He's established himself as arguably a top three shooting guard in the NBA. Think about it. Him, Clay, and Harden. Shooting guard-wise? You think of anybody else? Maybe, do you consider DeRozan a shooting guard? Shooting guard, small he's top forward? five. He's top five. Top five. DeRozan. But, Jimmy Butler. He's top five. I, Victor Aldipo's top five. I, I, I look five. at Jimmy Butler as more of a small forward, but but I can see where Because him and from. Wiggins. I, yeah. I, I would put Victor Aldipo in my top five, and if not, he's just. Victor Aldipo's a very good NBA yes. player. But last year, everybody was concerned. They're like, oh, he hasn't developed well. They Everybody thought Indiana got gypped. It just seems like Russell Westbrook teams don't tend to have a lot of chemistry. It's. Maybe the ball isn't shared. Maybe he doesn't know how to flow very well inside of an offense sharing the ball. And I I don't think it comes down to him not wanting to. I don't think it's what people make it seem like, oh, Russ is so selfish. I really think he wanted it to work this year. I just, just his style of play is way too fast and twitchy and aggressive to be able to really slow down and make it work within the flow of an offense and establish a really well-flowing offensive game. And I think that's why his teams have failed to win. Because you need that in the playoffs. I think every... Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook are better than any player that the Utah Jazz have. I, I know Mitchell's playing out of his mind. I understand. But I'm saying there are three proven superstars in the league. I'll give you George and Westbrook. I'm not giving you Melo. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying right now. I'm saying, like, his, you know what I mean? Like, Melo's still a very good player. He's playing better right now. Mitchell's playing better right now. But Is it possible, though, we could just be like, this dude, Donovan Mitchell, just on another level? Oh, Donovan Mitchell is on another level. Let me tell you, I Ben Simmons will win the Rookie of the Year, but any other year, Donovan Mitchell is the Rookie of the Year. Donovan Mitchell is special, like special for a rookie. But can't we just put this on the fact that Utah? They're a really, really good team. They they are, and that's what I'm saying. They're a team, and they've learned to play with each other and trust each other and play well and flow together because they don't have that one player who's a I. Russell Westbrook, just the shots he takes. He's, he's not a great three-point shooter. The shots he takes are typically out of rhythm, forced jump shots. He's an elite mid-range shooter, I'll give him that. When he rises up and banks off the, off the backboards, it's, it's an incredible shot that he has. But he takes too many shots from way too deep, and it hinders the offense. Do you think part of the problem with Russell Westbrook is he has the mindset of a, a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan? Because that's what he really reminds me of, but... He's six two, and he's not six 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 seven, which is a big difference. You know, I've never thought about it that way, but I can see it that that passion and that aggression. But the thing is, if I think Westbrook, Russell Westbrook was six seven. I think we'd be talking about him in a completely different oh, light. Oh, me too, me too. And also, if you had a jump shot, because Michael Jordan and Kobe would use that aggressiveness and that competitiveness, and they would take it, internalize it, 
They Mo- weren't great three-point shooters. Oh, no, no, listen, I'm, and they would motivate themselves, but they had such a different style of play. They were so much more slower and methodical, and they were going to tear you apart. All Russell Westbrook knows is how to come at you head-on. Kobe and Mike would come at you head-on, throw some side-to-side. They they could give you a little bit of everything. You never knew what you were going to get. They had so many ways they could hurt you. With Russ, you're not that concerned about him rising up over you. You, you want him to take that three-point shot. You know what I mean? Now, with Paul George, you think Paul George leaves Oklahoma City? I really hope he does. You hope he does? I hope And so. leave Russell Westbrook in fertility, just all alone in Oklahoma City. One road. Russell Westbrook wasted five to six years of KD's career. KD should have been out of there. Russell Westbrook should have been out of there five or six years earlier. And I really hope that does not happen again to Paul George. I hope he doesn't fall into the trap of playing with an amazing superstar who isn't the type of player who's going to help you win championships in the NBA. Really quick, though. If James Harden doesn't get traded, that team goes on to win championships. Oh, I think so. So, so you know, if there's not one stingy owner, one bad GM decision, we look at these guys completely differently. Also, if the GM had made a different decision and kept James Harden, KD might still be there. How about if that the GM decided to pay all three of them? Because you had three top five talents on your team and not be stingy. Could they have afforded to? I'm, I'm not aware of the financial situation. You, if you got a billionaire owner, you better damn well make sure you can afford to. The, I'm pretty sure the CBA was different back then with the salary cap and no, stuff. No, you can grandfather your own players in. You can go over the cap for your own players. They just don't want to pay the luxury tax. That's that's fine, but I'm telling you, that, I think that was the wrong decision. I understand at the time, Russell Westbrook was better. James Harden hadn't proven himself at the time. But could you imagine a I James knew. Harden and Kevin Durant team? They'd still be there, and I bet you they'd have another superstar there right now. They, what should, a, they should have kept all three of them. All three of them, I think. I would have got rid of Russ and brought and brought in somebody to fit the system and to make the team better. I'm telling you, you stay, you stay on my man's Russ. Now, Allen Iverson recently said, "I don't he, hate Russ. I don't, I don't hate." <laughs> when people, Al, Allen Iverson, the guy who actually many people compare to Russell Westbrook in terms of his passion, in terms of the way he played the game a Alan little bit. Iverson. Yeah, people compare. I don't necessarily agree with that, but Allen Iverson said when people say, talk about. The greatest of all time debate, he said, people talk about Michael Jordan, they talk about LeBron James, but they forget about one Kobe Bean Bryant. Do you agree with Allen Iverson when he says something like that? My two favorite players of all time are Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. But who's the best player? And and Kobe Bryant. And I I think that Kobe definitely deserves to be in the conversation with MJ and LeBron for the best player of all time. I... I think he's earned the right to be in the conversation. Do I think he's top two? No, I don't. I think MJ's here. Nobody's going to be able to see what I'm doing. But MJ's at the top. LeBron's below him. And Kobe's below LeBron. And, and and I don't think the gap between MJ and LeBron is as close as everybody thinks either. I, I think Kobe's closer to LeBron than LeBron is to MJ. That's a good point. Is Kobe a be- the best Laker of all time? Brady, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yes. Kobe Bryant is the best Los Angeles Laker of all time. Oh, Lord. Brady, are you forgetting about... The Magic Johnsons, the Kareems, the Wilts, the Jerry Wests. I'm not forgetting. He's better than Jerry West, and wealth is debatable. He's not over Kareem. I, I can't give him that. Some people might say Shaq, but I, I would detest the, that. Did Kareem spend his whole career with the Lakers? 
Are we doing it just off of? Oh, we're, are we just doing it off of? I'm I'm talking about best Laker. Like if I'm like you play, you have to play every single year. No, with, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, but I, I think in t- when you're talking about the best. But when you think ever, of Kareem, you think of a Laker. You don't necessarily think of a Buck. I'll agree with that, but I'm saying like Kobe was came out of high school. The same with LA. Shaq. When you think of Shaq, he was, but Shaq played for so many teams. He, I will. he was forged in LA. Came up. He brought them to to where they were. Like Kobe Bryant made them a very relevant basketball city again. You know, and, and in terms of his impact, I will say there, he was, good there was a period where they they went from, they they went from Showtime and they they were mediocre for for a decent amount of time. Kobe came and with Shaq and that changed. Now let's go quickly. The Houston Rockets with James Harden. We talk about Russell Westbrook maybe being overrated. He's been underperforming. If the Houston Rockets do not get it done. Should we be looking at James Harden a little suspect? Because the last last year in the playoff series, we talk about you were talking about Russell Westbrook. James Harden was a no show in Game six, 6 of the Western Conference semifinals with a Kawhi-less San Antonio Spurs at home, by the way. So, regardless of if I think Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook is overrated, I don't blame him for OKC not making it far in the playoffs last year. Not at all. I think that that team he obviously made that team a lot better than it should have been. And I think last year that same thing applied to the Rockets with James Harden. I think James Harden made them appear to be a much better team than they actually were. And when you get into the playoffs and the team's focus is slowing you down and then figuring out how to slow everybody else down and they can like properly scout, obviously some things are going to be exposed in some of the role players that can't perform the same way in the playoffs. So James Harden got exposed in that game. <laughs> he, 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 I'm saying he had a rough game, but I don't think that the Rockets were as good of a team as everybody thought. So... I think this year, if the Rockets don't get to the conference finals, I think it's definitely a failure. If they don't get to the finals finals, I don't know if I'd say that's a failure. I still look at Golden State as the favorites. But after they get, because I believe, I would not be shocked if the Warriors, I think the Rockets are actually a bad matchup for the Warriors. I think they both play up-tempo, and I think that's on the highway to hell if you're trying to play up-tempo with the Golden State Warriors. I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody, I, I think... A team like Utah or even Oklahoma City could do a better job because just the you know the pace isn't as fast. I don't think you, you can... think Utah would have a better chance of beating the Warriors. That, that's a sweep, without a question. That, that... Uh, in terms of in terms of the fact that the Thunder might you, be in order to the beat Thunder, the Warriors, the, the, the game cannot break a hundred. If you're going to beat the Warriors, but if there is any team that could beat the Warriors, Houston, the Houston is going is to Houston. try to outscore them. You are not outscoring the Golden State Warriors, but they're also not going to be able to outdefend them. If you're slowing the game down. That's the best chance you have to beat Who has them, a better half-court defense? The Thunder or the... Uh, oh, I'm talking about the Rockets or the Warriors. Who has a better half-court defense? Over the regular season or come playoff time when it matters? When it matters. The Warriors. What about the regular season? I think it still might have been the Warriors in terms of efficiency and numbers. I think the Rockets had a better defensive efficiency, but... I still think the Warriors, the Warriors are better individual no, defenders. I, 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 I do much believe, better. I, very, and very actually, people so. talk about Steph Curry's defense, but Steph Curry is a very good off the ball defender. He's, he's very good at jumping into lanes. Yeah, he's and very, creating very good off the ball. Pressure, ball yes. and they have Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, so they they have a lot of things they can do defensively that I don't think we've even seen yet. Also, every everybody forgets how good they really are. Everybody's been injured for them this year. It seems like they haven't all been together for more than like twenty games, and everybody wants to create some drama. But the Warriors are the favorites, and they're. The favorites by far, I believe. Now, somebody else you want to talk about was Ben Simmons 
everybody keeps saying he's LeBron James. I do not agree with that. I don't agree. Because LeBron James, whether you love him or hate him, he is, I would say, the most talented basketball player ever and the best player of this generation. And Ben Simmons hasn't even played in the finals yet, so I will not give that about Ben Simmons. And also, when LeBron James was 21, he was averaging 27-6-6 and and led the 2007 Cleveland Cavaliers team to the NBA Finals. Ben Simmons averaged like 15, 8, and 8. So I will not give Ben Simmons that. But needless also, to say, people are talking about Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. How good do you think this team can be in Philadelphia? So here's something I think we have to look at. The majority, obviously, the majority of the games the 76ers have played, as they're losing to the Heat right now as we record this, um, the majority of the games that they've played have been against Western or Eastern, sorry, Eastern Conference opponents. And there is a huge, huge drop-off in competition between the Western and Eastern Conference, so much so that you could argue that the top four or five teams in the Western Conference are better than any team in the Eastern Conference, excluding a healthy Celtics team. Okay? So... The Pelicans might sweep the rat. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, so, so you could have a six seed. Honestly, you know, a healthy Spurs, they're, they're beating the, the Raptors without a problem either, Right? I think I think the Timberwolves could could also beat the Raptors in a series. So we're really looking at six to seven of the top eight teams in the West being able to beat pretty much any team in the Eastern Conference. So when you're playing a lot of your games against subpar comp in terms of NBA, obviously, subpar competition like that, your numbers are increased. And a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference have been tanking this year, so the competition hasn't been all there. I'd be very interested to see if they were in the competitive Western Conference fighting for those spots, how well they would have performed. And I'm not saying I don't think that Joel, I, I love Joel Embiid on and off the court. I think he's so, he's just straight comedy. And I love that I think, he keeps adding Rihanna on Twitter, but she doesn't respond. JoJo, you got to move on from that one. But I do think we kind of need he's to famous. slow. He is. Oh, Does he even know who he is? <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. I just think that we need to slow down on them a little bit, and I think that if they were in the West, it'd be a little different story. And I don't know. I think Joe. I think that Ben Simmons needs a jump shot at some point. He's gonna need it. He does not have a jump shot, and I've always said this, and people might not like this. I think Ben Simmons is closer right now to Lonzo Ball than he is to LeBron James. And and why do you say that? Because if you look at their stats, Lonzo averages twelve, seven, and seven. Ben Simmons averages 15, 8, and 8. Ben Simmons shoots a much better percentage for field goal percentage, but they both are awful three-point shooters and awful free-throw shooters. I mean, Ben Simmons, and they're both – Alonzo's actually a decent defender. But in terms of, you know is, – Is Ben Simmons a good defender? I haven't, I haven't been able to watch enough Philadelphia Yeah, Ben Simmons year. is a pretty good defender. He's a pretty good defender. But here's what I would say. Should the Cavs be worried about the Sixers? Because they have no answer for Joel Embiid. No answer. Is LeBron coming and committing to playing the best defense he can throughout the series? LeBron James ain't going down there and banging with Joel Embiid. I'm saying is he is he gonna is he gonna do everything he can to lock down Ben Simmons? Like is 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 he gonna be exerting full effort on the defensive end and, was, and rallying the troops? I can only go by what I've seen all year. But I'm I'm saying what you think. You has he has he exerted defense against the Pacers? All <laughs> People keep telling me he's so old he needs to pace himself but, but, so he but, can't do but it. This is what I'm telling you. I'm if I were LeBron, I'm top two all time. In my head, I think I'm top one. I think people who think MJ are better than me are crazy. I've done so much. I brought my city a championship. 
people want to talk about this 19-year-old or 20, 20, 21-year-old in Philadelphia being the next me. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to show people that they need to, as I said, take a second to think about things because LeBron's not going to go in there and get outplayed or get closely played to by Ben Simmons. I think he's going to go in there and take it personal. And I don't think that the, that the 76ers could beat the Cavs, assuming that Kevin Love plays to an all-star level, assuming that the supporting cast does what they're supposed to do. I don't see that happening. How many games will you get at the series? They meet. It's going to start in Philly, right? Yeah. If the Cavaliers win the first two games in Philadelphia, it's a four-game series. You might think I might sweep them. If the Cavaliers win the first two games in Philly, I can see a sweep. However, I give the 76ers five, and s- five or six games. I don't see it going seven, though. But, but, but that's assuming that LeBron's role players come to play. We know we're getting from LeBron, but, but that's, that's a variable we, we can't be as sure of. Well, Brady, if we're waiting for that, we all might be dead. You're going to pitch your faith in JR? Man, I love New York Knicks, JR. <laughs> now, Anthony Davis... To- to quote the great Stephen A. Smith, you know what he needs to stay off of, though? The weed. weed. I'm not getting into that with JR. <laughs> JR. You know what I, I thought? To, to take a side note, I thought it was really funny. You know, Matt Barnes and them all did that 420 interview with Bleacher yeah. Report, and Matt Barnes was asked who his favorite person to smoke with was, and I, I don't know if you heard the response, but it was something along the lines of Stephen Jackson and, and I have no comment about Clay. <coughs> so. Well, Clay Thompson is a very mellow individual. He is. Very mellow. He likes to hang with his dog. Likes to shoot jump shots. <laughs> now, with Anthony Davis, he has been playing fabulous in the playoffs. Wow. Sweep of the Portland Trailblazers, and I think we might have to be looking at Damian Lillard, too. Is I don't think he's a top-ten player. I think C.J. McCollum's also overrated. Yeah. But for, since we're talking about Westbrook, but Anthony Davis... Do you think it's time to start considering him the second best player in the league? Because what he did. It's just so hard with KD. With KD and LeBron up there, I just. Until Anthony Davis is winning championships and has the MVPs, I just. I think that. I think that once you you have to get to a certain point to start like getting that full respect. Like once you start accomplishing certain things, then you're fully up there. But you would agree he's right there. Oh, oh, yes. I if, and, listen, listen. If if he were to take hypothetically, if he were to take this Pelicans team to the finals, I think he's second best player in the league without a doubt. If Anthony Davis, how close do you think the set, the Pelicans Warriors series will be? How many games? Is Steph healthy? Yes. Completely healthy. Yeah. Or just like reha- coming back slowly. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's still gearing up. I, Drew Holiday. I I just don't know if it's sustainable from Drew Holiday. His defense is that's sustainable. His defense is, but listen, he's going to be defending and probably being defended by Clay Thompson. Lillard on lock and key. He's going to be defending and probably being defended by Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is is an elite defender, an elite defender and an elite scorer who doesn't need to dribble. So it's going to be different. Like, Do you think Drew Holiday is going to be able to hold Clay below 22, 23 a game? I don't think so. Maybe he doesn't have to score that much. But And, and then who's guarding KD? Is Anthony Davis guarding KD? Who do, who do they have to guard Kevin Durant? And with Drew Holiday on Clay, who's guarding Steph? You're going to put Rondo on Steph? Rondo's a, Rondo's a decent defender, 
but I don't, he's, he's not locking long. down I Steph. I think he, he can make – he's not going to lock down Steph Curry, but I think he can make him work a little bit. He'll make him work a little bit, but who's who's guarding KD? Anthony Davis? M- Miritich? <laughs> Miritich. <laughs> there is no answer for Kevin Durant. That's what I'm saying. There is no answer. Because you really think Anthony Davis – Anthony Davis is an elite athlete as well. For his size, he moves very well. But do you really think that he's going to be keeping up with Kevin Durant on the perimeter? Think he can do that? No. For a whole game? No. You think he's dropping over 40 on the Warriors a couple times? Yes, that might happen. I think it maybe maybe happens once or twice. Drew Holiday's not dropping 40 on the Warriors. I'll promise you that. I would agree with that. Now, what playoff series has been the most surprising so far? I have a couple answers to this. Honestly, I thought I think the Indiana series has been very surprising so far. I expected the Cavs to come in and take care of business in four or five games, and I think a lot of people thought that, like, oh, you know, it's it's time, like they're going to come in and start taking care of business. So from that from that angle, I found that very um, very interesting. I definitely did not see the Blazers getting swept, so I, I think that might have to be the most interesting thing that's happened so far. I definitely would not have seen that. And what players' performances shocked you the most? Donovan Mitchells. I had a lot of respect for him coming into the playoffs, but he's leading a team. He's leading his team to a 3-1 lead against three bona fide superstars in the NBA. We're talking at one point Carmelo was looked at as a top five to three to five player. We're talking about Paul George has been in the conversation for top five when he was in Indiana. I still believe he doesn't get the respect he deserves. Top top seven, if not top five. Um and Russell Westbrook, who a lot of people, including you, put in top 10. So for him to be able to be leading them against, past them as a rookie with no other elite score, he doesn't have another good individual scorer on his team. The rest of his players, like Ricky Rubio, he's been scoring, but that's not his typical self. Rudy Gobert is not a scorer. Joe Ingles is a role-playing shooter. Like what Donovan, what Donovan Mitchell is doing and who he's doing it with is very impressive. He's oh. a, a Dwayne Wade that can shoot better at this point in his career. Donovan Mitchell special. I will keep saying that. Donovan Mitchell special. Now, before you go, your NBA Finals picks and predictions. I would love to see the Warriors come out of the West and have the Rockets or seven, or, or have the Raptors and 76ers or, or 76ers come out of the East because I think they would put a complete whooping on them. I don't, I don't even think any game would be within 15 points if they wanted. However, I would... I don't know. I, I really feel like the Finals... Many people have said it. The finals are in the West. Are in the West. It's going to be the Rockets and Warriors. But what I I would like to see the Raptors make it out of the East. I think that for a while, like they've been really close, and I think it'd be cool to see them finally get over that hump and do it. And 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 if Cleveland does not make the finals, Le- there will be no reason for LeBron to even consider staying. And I think he needs to leave. So, if you've seen the weather, I hope LeBron leaves. I was in LA two months ago. It was pretty nice. LeBron, you got to leave, man. Paul George, go with him. That's Brady Kyle on Barbershop Sports Talk. Thank you. Now coming up next on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to give you my prediction to tell you what we're going to say about every one of the top five quarterbacks drafted in the first round of this year's NFL draft. Sam Donald, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. What we're going to say about these five in five years from now. Coming up next on Barbershop Sports Talk. 
are back with Barbershop Sports Talk. Once again, I want to thank Brady for coming on the show. Really appreciate that. Had an interesting take on the King. And, and by the way, just uh, I, I just had to get this off my chest a little bit before we get into what we're going to talk about. So after Game 5, when LeBron James hit that miraculous shot, just tied 95-95, hit that miraculous shot, to have the Cavs win Game 5 against the Pacers, right? Everybody in Cleveland started being like, oh, LeBron is the GOAT. I was seeing all this stuff on Snapchat. Nick Wright on Twitter said, this is the greatest athlete ever at the peak of his powers. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. Have we forgotten about Michael Jordan? And I, and I will say this. LeBron James, I was not allowed to see Michael Jordan. But I've studied the game. So I think I feel comfortable in saying that LeBron is not the greatest basketball player ever. But LeBron is the greatest basketball player I have ever seen in my own two, with my own two eyes. I will give him that, and he's better than Kobe Bryant, who I love, and they overlapped in the same era. But this LeBron stuff, y'all need to stop with this LeBron stuff. Because I'm like, oh, 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 you are so, so wrong. Why do you keep doing that? Like Scotty. Scotty is suffering from this too. My man Scotty, that's a regular on the show. Scotty suffered this, suffers from this too. He's a blind LeBron apologist. He's a witness to the king. He's a loyal servant to the king. The King James just can't have it. Speaking of the King, Philadelphia 76ers look like they don't want him anymore. Philadelphia 76ers have been one of the teams that one of the teams that have been reportedly going after LeBron James. And when Joel Embiid was asked about it, he said, "I think our time is now. We have a special team, a lot of great guys, and I don't think we need anybody else. We just got to work with what we have." We have a special team, and I feel like we have a pretty good chance to go far. The Philadelphia 76ers just beat the Miami Heat in five games. And they are on a collision course with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I do not think the Philadelphia 76ers need LeBron James. In fact, I think it might even hurt them as sacrilegious and as ludicrous and as um, unthinkable that might be. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are great with what they have right now. Because let's think about this for a second. We all know they have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, two transcendent stars. When we think of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, we probably think of you have two top five players in the NBA on the same roster at the same time. A Russell Westbrook, KD type of talent. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson type of talent. Even if we go to a Kobe, Shaq type of talent. Clearly, two top five basketball players in the league, in their primes, around the same age, on the same team, you win championships. But LeBron James, thing is LeBron James went there, LeBron James will change the way they play. Now, let's remember this about Ben Simmons. He's not a shooter. I don't think he's made a three all year. He's not a shooter. If LeBron went to Philadelphia, Ben Simmons would be turned into a jump shooter. He'd be turned into Kevin Love or Chris Bosh. Stand by in the three-point line, let LeBron penetrate and kick. That is not something Ben Simmons can do, and I don't think that's something he would go for. And then you have Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid likes his post-ups because Joel Embiid needs room to operate in the paint because when LeBron James is penetrating to the paint. So that would also affect Joel Embiid a little bit as well, and he had to inch a little bit further and further and further away from the basket. That's why you've noticed LeBron James' second-best player in his iterations of the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers have featured Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving as the Robins, two guards. And the big men, Kevin Love and Chris Bosh, became role players. So that would truly, that would truly detrimentally affect 
both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And I know, both Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they respect LeBron James. I mean, how could they not? Ever since they've been alive, all they've known is LeBron James is the best basketball player in the NBA. Ben Simmons is like LeBron James' like little brother. You know, they're like best friends. I think he calls himself the prince or whatever because LeBron's the king. They are, have the same agent. Really close. I think Ben Simmons, even that, that's one of his basketball role models as well. So I, I know both of them hold LeBron James in high regard, regard as lots of players doing the league for what LeBron James has done. But Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they are young and they are hungry. They want their own shine. They want to lead Philadelphia to a championship on their own. They want to build their own brand. They want to make their own name. They want to finish the process that Sam Hinkie and them originally started. Remember when Joel Embiid keeps talking about the process? Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid want to finish the process and get a ring themselves. Don't deny that is not a factor. Don't deny that. And just for added purposes, Rayana, since Joel Embiid likes to add Rayana on Twitter all the time, <laughs> I don't think Rayana will be adding Joel Embiid back if Joel Embiid's not the league dog on his own team. I, I don't think that's what Rayana's into. I, I don't know for sure, but, you know, that's just a guess. That's just a guess. So if Joel Embiid, you know, wants Rayana, they want something to happen a little bit there, he can't be the third wheel. He, he has to be the guy. He has to be the guy pinning up 40 and 15, dominating the game. Not with not riding LeBron James. No, 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 no. So here, instead of LeBron James, would be a better fit with the Pacers and what they want to try to do. Paul George. Paul George would be a really great third star. He doesn't need the ball. You know, you know he comes and goes. He's sort of a mellow, relaxed guy. And he plays defense. He plays defense. I think Paul George is comfortable letting Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons elevate their games to transcendent superstar levels while Paul George is just a star. I think that would be a very good fit and a very dangerous, by the way. Very dangerous. But Philly doesn't need LeBron James. Philly, might arguably, they probably have a better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers. They might beat LeBron James in the conference finals of the Eastern Conference. And they'll surely beat him next year. So, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they don't need LeBron. I don't think they want LeBron, but they do respect him. And if you want to listen to Barbershop Sports Talk through a different avenue, check out the Columbia, South Carolina radio app. Go to the LNM Radio Network and catch me from 12 to 2 on Saturday afternoon. Now it's time for me to give... My predictions. What were you going to say about every quarterback that was drafted in the first round of 2018 NFL Draft five years from now? Baker Mayfield. We're going to say he helped change the culture. He's competitive. He has a will. He has a desire. He's smart. He's strong. He's accurate. He's quick. He's not a super good athlete, but he has deceptive quickness. And he's a winner. All he did was win games at Oklahoma. And let's remember this guy. Walked on at Texas Tech. Then Patrick Mahomes comes in. He gets forced out. Walks on Oklahoma. You know this guy has a will and a desire. He will get the job done. Josh Rosen. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. He is quite simply the best passer in this draft. And it is not even close. The way way he throws the ball is just breathtaking. It's a perfect spiral. He's very smart at the line of scrimmage. 
and his accuracy. His accuracy is phenomenal, and he has great arm talent. Lamar Jackson, he surprised us, didn't he? The athlete, he's electrifying. He's improved every year in college, every year in terms of his completion percentage and his passing, every year in college. Under the Bobby Petrino system, he knows a little bit about what it's like to be in an NFL pro-style system. Could be very good at, you know, the West Coast offense to run a little reading option, zone read there. He will be there in Baltimore, one of the most stable franchises in the NFL. Not only that, has a nice deep ball and he's pretty accurate. We're going to be looking at Lamar Jackson. We're going to say, he surprised us. We didn't know he was that good. Sam Darnold. He's not as good as we thought he was going to be, but... He's good. He's solid. Donald has solid accuracy. He's a great leader. He's thick. He's big. He's strong. Has a good arm, but he turns it over. And that's why we're going to be like, he's not as good as we thought he would be. He's not going to be a top eight quarterback, but he will be in that next year. He will be in that next year. Sam Donald will be in that next year quarterbacks that we look at and we're like, okay, he's still pretty damn good. He's still really good. And with this leadership and such, I think he will be a, a very solid and serviceable quarterback. But he won't be this transcendent guy, this franchise changer that we originally thought he would be. And Josh Allen. Five years from now, we are going to say he is a dud. And I sure hope I'm wrong. He won't be able to adjust to NFL speed. He won't be able to adjust to NFL defenses. He's not going to know what's going on. And Bills fans are going to be like, this looks a lot like E.J. Manuel. That's what Bills fans are going to be like. That's what I'm going to be like. And we're going to be like, why? Why did you do this to us, Sean McDermott? Everybody's going to look at it. That's what the Bills did. Okay. That's my predictions for the five quarterbacks drafted in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. Now, coming up next on Barbershop Sports Club, we're going to head to the top of the hour. Gonna have Ben Goodman come on the show. Not only that, I'm gonna explain to you something I've been noticing in college basketball lately in terms of players declaring but not having an agent and, and what this signals to me. I'm also going to explain why I, I am a little bit upset about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and I, about how where they were both picked. Mar Josh Allen was picked seventh, Lamar Jackson was picked 32nd. And I'm going to explain why Kawhi Leonard just won't play. And since we are entering the LNM Radio Network only portion of the show, the podcast version on SoundCloud is ending. But if you still want to catch me, LNM Radio, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Saturday afternoons. Now we're going to hear the song Dim the Lights by Eric Sermonara. Fight. 